ESPN Radio for Savannah and the Lowcountry. ESPN Radio 1400 and 104.3 WSEG Savannah. This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. And that's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. We want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, Pop Warner football team, YMCA basketball team, City League. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. Hey sports fans, this is Carl Demasi. We're starting with the first segment of the second hour. Due to technical difficulties, we missed a lot of the first hour of the Carl Demasi Sports Report last week. So we're picking it up with a live interview, on-site interview with Robert Espinosa, the coordinator of the Rock and Roll Marathon right here in Savannah for the third straight year, and the owner of Fleet Feet Sports. Uh, right now I hear um, uh, Springsteen coming from the finish line, so... There's still thousands of people left to come in, and uh, uh, it's just—it couldn't be a more spectacular day. Well, yeah, well, you, you know, you're throwing you're throwing out our age there, because yeah, I do remember from the '80s, and uh, you know, we dressed like that way back when. You know that? Yeah, I know. I, I got a, I had a pretty good feeling if I jackal to you, you would know what I meant. Oh, I knew exactly what you meant. You know, I can remember them. In, uh, I'm pretty sure it was like the middle, uh, middle to late '80s. They were around. Uh, my my son, my son, my brother, who was ten years younger than me. That was big right now. That was the first year I started coaching and teaching high school. I mean, yeah, I can remember them very, very well. And what's really amazing is they're right here from Georgia. Uh, no, yeah. So I mean, it, it all worked out great, and and uh, the field is already packed full of people. There are a lot, lots of people waiting on folks, so um, and the finish line is still packed. Because I'm telling you, uh, we're probably still waiting on uh, 10,000 people uh, to, to finish. And so the first few marathoners just came through. And uh, remember, they go off in one-minute waves. We had 25 waves, so there's still going to be lots of people coming through. But I got a chance. I didn't take the shuttle. Uh, from the from the starting line to the finish, I wanted to kind of walk through the new portions of the course, and it, it was it was everything Savannah could offer, and uh, uh, I think people were having a great time. Now, if they still want to come down there and get involved, they still can come down here for the uh, the concert at the end, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, that concert is free, and uh, so yeah, people can come down and enjoy all the festivities that are going on. There's going to be lots of hungry people tonight, so uh, over the radio, I'm warning all the restaurants to get ready because they're going to be packed tonight. The restaurants and bars are going to be packed. As a matter of fact, I heard last night that uh, one of the Italian restaurants here in town said it was the biggest weekend they've ever had, even bigger than St. Patrick's Day. Wow, bigger than St. Patrick's Day. Okay, we got a minute to go, Robert. Uh, Quickly, uh, synopsis, number four will be coming up next year. You think you're making the Rock and Roll Marathon people happy, right? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. The, the uh, uh, I think everyone is is happy with how everything worked out, and so and we're really pleased with the way it went. And you have a lot of volunteers involved, right? We got to say big big thank you, thank you to the volunteers. Oh my gosh, Carl! If you could if you could have seen them, I mean, the, all the volunteers out on the course with the water stops. I actually stopped by a couple of water stops. They had music playing. There were drummers out there from different bands are in the area cheerleaders everywhere um you know uh, it takes a lot to get people to wake up in the morning 
uh, to that early in the morning to man all these stations and to put out all this music. Um, so, uh, yeah, the kudos go out to, to the volunteers because they're not going to remember the people really that put on the event. What they're going to remember are all the volunteers and, all, you know, all the big heart that Savannah put out there. Well, Robert, once again, great job, great uh, great event. The hospitality shows, Fleet Feet Sports, uh, the Savannah Sports Council, keep it up, and I look forward to the, the next big event is the bridge run, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. those people got an opportunity to run under that bridge. In a month, they get an opportunity to run over it, so it's going to be uh... It's going to be a good time. We're already trending to be way over 6,000 for the bridge run. <laughs> All right, Robert. Keep it the good work. Thanks for the update. And uh, once again, keep on running there, buddy. Yes, sir. Carl, thank you for everything. Appreciate it. Hey, it's all about the sports here in Savannah, Georgia. That's Robert Espinoza, the director of the Rock and Roll Marathon. We're really the coordinator with Ben Wilder, the Savannah Sports Council, and, of course, Flea Feet Sports. And uh, just a great event, over 18,000, 18,500 people. And the two winners just came in, 230 for the male winner, 250 for the female winner. First-time marathon runners are running a full marathon, both from Columbia, South Carolina, Great job by all. Well, we're going to be talking next up to our Weathering Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week, Savannah Christian Volleyball Player, Senior Sydney Harper, the Region 2 Area Region Volleyball Player of the Year. Savannah Christian had a great run to the semifinals. You're listening to the Call of Demasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. And now. Back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optimal Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi. I'm glad you could join me for the Carl DeMasi Sports Report every Saturday morning right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. And it's all presented to you by Optum Orthopedics. Well, this is always a fun part of the show when we get the kids to come in, the young athletes, the stars, the future stars. And, uh, I mean, they just do a great job, whether on the football field, volleyball court, basketball court, baseball, whatever you want to call them. I mean, they just do a great job. And this is all sponsored by the Weathering Chiropractic Clinic right here in Savannah, Georgia. And joining me now in the ESPN Radio Savannah AM 1400 104.3 FM studio is a young lady who had just finished up a phenomenal volleyball career at Savannah Christian. She's just been named the Region 2A Volleyball Player of the Year. She led the Red Raiders to an unbelievable season, taking them all the way into the Class A State Final Four. They lost in the semifinals. I don't want to break her heart here. In the fifth set, losing 15-13 to Hebron Christian. I mean, she had 16 kills in, in the, the matches. She had eight digs. She had over 200 kills for the season over, uh, I think, close to 200 digs. Now, kills are spikes, okay, where they hit the ball and nobody returns it. And digs is when someone hits it hard, you got to return it. Uh, just a phenomenal volleyball player. Uh, Julie Jones, the head coach, uh, had a lot of great things to say about hard worker, loves the game, spices up the volleyball practices. I could tell by her personality right now. She likes having a lot of fun. And joining us in studio right now is the... Two-way volleyball player of the year from Savannah Christian, Sydney Harper. Good morning, Sydney. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. Saturday morning, you're up here talking about your volleyball career and uh, exciting time over there at Savannah Christian with volleyball. I mean, it's been a steady, strong program for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 programs. And uh, they get girls like you to come over there and play. Now, 
when did you all? When did when did you start playing volleyball? Is it just something you picked up, or you know, it was something you loved when you're at a young age? When did you start playing? Well, I first learned how to play volleyball in fifth grade because I knew it was going to be hard to make the sixth grade middle school team. So I started preparing at fifth grade, but my first actual team was in sixth grade. Now, you know, volleyball is a great sport. I mean, I love it. You got to be moving in. You know, a lot of, a lot of younger girls don't know that, you know, they, you see them standing around and, you know, but you, you got to move. I mean, you like to spike the ball. So you got to have some ups. You got to get up in the air and get over the net. Uh, you got to be able to, you know, and it says, it seems here like you like people hitting it as hard as they can at you with it, is a dig. I mean, what do you like most about the game of volleyball well i like volleyball because it's like so many different things that you can be good at there's like there's digging there's serving there's hitting there's blocking like you can be good at anything and i like it because when six people different people who are good at so many different things come together it just all works out and like you can tell like the strengths and like it's really cool. I love volleyball. <laughs> well, there's a lot, a lot of different, you know, skills that you have to have. Uh, I'm Carl Demasi. You're listening to the Carl Demasi Sports Report uh, in studio right now. Is the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week, Sydney Harper. So, I mean, a lot of spikes, a lot of digs. Uh, I mean, what do you feel is your best volleyball skill? Is it is it is, is spiking? I call it spiking. Is it digging? Is it blocking? Is it serving? What's your best skill in your mind? I think that. My best skill is digging it because, well, when it's a hard hit ball, it's easy to dig because it just hits you so fast. But I'm also, I think I'm good at spiking it also, but not as good as I am at digging. <laughs> okay, so you, you like defending more than you like, uh, I guess, going on the offensive side of the volleyball well, game, and that's spiking. I like both, but I think I'm better at digging. You're better at digging. Okay, so that, she feels her best volleyball skill is digging it. That means if someone goes up for a spike and they hit it really hard, she can dig it before it hits the ground, or it goes, you know, it's got, you got to make a, uh, a dive for it to be considered a dig. you got to be moving. You can't just be standing there. So, uh, uh, and, and she's had over 200 digs. I don't know exact um, stats, but, I mean, on October 10th, she had like 156 digs, so they went on and played at least another 10, 14, 10 to 15 games after that, so it, it, it's unbelievable. Now, when I talk to young athletes, and I, when I talk to my own athletes, because uh, I am a high school coach, you know, we want to get a routine to make you better at your sport. What, what did you do to make yourself a better volleyball player? What was your routine, your workout, your program? Well, during the summer, we did a lot of CrossFit type stuff because Coach Jones is really into CrossFit. And so I think that made me stronger. But I think, like, repeating things at practice, like, that was kind of my routine because, like, I would do something and then I'd ask my coaches what I've done wrong or, like, what I'm doing wrong, and they'd tell me how to correct it. And so I'd just stand there and do it, like, 30 times <laughs> until, like, I could get it right because that's, like, the best, like, practice like doing it. well you know and you know doing it over and over again makes mm -hmm. you better repetition now volleyball season high school volleyball season it's not that long okay are you you know part of your routine do you play club volleyball i have i played it Seventh grade and eighth grade and ninth grade and tenth grade and eleventh grade, but I don't think I'm going to play it this year again. Well, you think the uh, is there a big difference playing club ball versus high school ball? Club is a lot more like it's like intense, like because the you travel everywhere and like you don't just play the people from your region, and so like the different skill levels in like Atlanta and Orlando is insane, and so it like gets you. I would recommend to do club all through high school, and middle school because it like opens you like up to so much more like skill and talent, and you get so much more experience from it. I think. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a big thing now. Everybody's tra- playing traveling volleyball, softball, uh, basketball. I mean, so, uh, you know, your routine work was CrossFit, playing traveling, uh, playing traveling volleyball. As, as you came into the, your senior year, what was your personal goal for this season? Just you, not your team. Well, I think my personal goal. Oh, well, Coach Jones had us write down our personal goals at the beginning of <laughs> well, the year. You know, it's, it's a good thing to do to get you guys to think about where you want to be and where you want to be at the end of the season. Yeah, I think I know. I wrote down that I wanted to be the best player that I could be, like for my teammates and for my coaches. And I also wanted to have a good hitting percentage. And I think towards the end of the year, I started cutting down on the amount of errors I had, and so that like raises your hitting percent. And I think that. My also one of my goals was to be the best passer on the team by the end of the year, but we had a lot of good passers, so I might have tied with the goal. <laughs> well, you see, that, that's ironic that you just said that. You know, uh, you know, errors. It's funny how in sports that wins and losses are based on who makes the most errors and who makes the most mistakes or who doesn't hit the ball back. So, uh, you know, I, that's. Uh, I mean, to cut down on your errors is great. Your mistakes is, is a great goal to have. And now, as a team, what did Coach Jones have you guys come uh, as a team? What was the team goal? Well, of course, we all wanted to win the state championship. Right. But also, we, we've all been on the team together, like most of us, for like three years now. And so we, as a team, we wanted to reach like as good as we can get. And I think in the final four game, like that's the best we've ever played. Like even though, like we lost by two points, like it could have gone it's either a way. I know. And like, I think we finally like, showed everyone like how well we could play together like my dad was like that's the best volleyball game i've ever seen and like a lot of people said that was a state championship like right there because like how intense it was so i think our goal was to reach that point and i think we did oh i I mean i can vouch for it i mean and coach jones and i talked about this when we had her on the uh, halftime of the high school game of the week right here on espn when Savannah Christian took our country day, and she said you know what it's a heartbreaker you lose by two points and it's something that's going to you know would you rather get blown out than lose by two points? And, you know, when you get that far, I mean, but you're there. You guys play had an unbelievable season. Like you said, it was a state championship game. And like everybody knows, somebody has to win and someone has to lose. And it's tough to deal with. But, I mean, like you, you just stated, you know, you're friends. You played with these girls for three or four years. And here's your chance now to give them a shout-out. So, who, do, who else had a great season this year for the Red Raiders? Well, I think Anna Deloach, our setter, had one of the best seasons that she's ever had. She was phenomenal in the stats. I mean, unbelievable how many how many assists she had. And when you're a setter, you're assist. It's mm-hmm. just like basketball. You pass the ball to somebody, they score, it's an assist. She hits it to you, you spike it, it's an assist. And But also, like, she's a great, awesome setter. That's the best thing. She's Like, she's the best. But she also kills it. She can hit it as hard as anyone else. She can hit it harder than me. And, like, all I do is hit. And so I think she had one of the best seasons she's ever had. And Chandler, at Chandler Walton, as always, had a great season. Jensen Price, our libero, had a really good season. Nicole Brennan, our middle, had a good season. And she hurt her ankle in the Final Four, which was a heartbreaker that she couldn't play. But every other game leading up to it, she was a crucial player, like, to help us win. And Landon Jones, a freshman, great player great season this was she made the all-region first team as a freshman which is amazing that's the best thing like she 
she didn't feel like we were playing with a freshman because she was so good and like I could like trust her. And another freshman, Emily Wismock, she was also the same as Landon, but she was also our other libero. And like I wouldn't know the difference. Like I'd look back and like they just get it. Like they're our whole team had a phenomenal season, I think. Well, it seems like you really like your teammates and uh, that's what's so good about when you reach that point or that level of a state championship that you girls like each other and uh, there's got to be a person behind it. And I know she's a ball of fire, and I know she's a former Savannah Christian Red Raider herself, uh, basketball, very good basketball player, took up uh, volleyball when she was told by the former principal who's a legend over there, Doyle Kelly, great guy, that she, he needed a volleyball coach. She's just grown as a volleyball coach. You know, she's got the coaching blood in it, but she has grown. Tell us about your thoughts about Coach Julie Jones. Well, I love Coach Jones personally. She's a great coach, and she's a great person also. She just she knows what to say because she knows that she's been there like she played like she realizes that we're all going to make mistakes and that we're not perfect and so she like will be down on ourselves and she'll be like hey it's okay she's like next ball that's what she says and like she just knows that we're high school students and the first thing on our mind like every day isn't going to be volleyball and so she works as hard as she can to get us focused and she implements like fun in our volleyball practice like we have like three on three games and stuff like that which works on like volleyball skills but it's also fun king of the court yeah that's well, what we you do guys would be the queen, queen of the, of the court, court. That's right <laughs> yes sir that's what she does she's just awesome and she's she motivates us, and when I don't have self-confidence, she gives it to me, and she tells me, she looks at me, she's like, I have confidence in you. I'm like, thank you. Like, she's just a great person all around. Like, I love her. I'm going to miss her so much. Sounds like she's a special lady in your life. And now, you know, getting down here to the interview, uh, do you participate in any sports? Uh, anything else you're involved in? I played tennis my sophomore year. But I wasn't that good at it. But I think I'm going to try out again this year, give senior year. Hey, you got to go out and have fun. Like uh, yeah. Coach Jones said, give it a shot. And, you know, Coach uh, Enfield, is he coaching the boys and the girls? It's, I don't think it's him anymore. You don't think he's not the tennis coach anymore? I don't think okay, so, <laughs> but we'll find out, okay? Now, uh, uh, do you participate in any other, any other extracurricular activities outside of volleyball? Well, I'm part of the student government. I'm the president of the no. student body. And I'm in the Spanish club. And I'm in the key club, and I'm a Qantas representative, me and Nicole. How do you find time to do all this? Well, I have, I don't know. <laughs> I like our school. I like being involved in it because, like, it just, like, lets me talk to, like, Mr. Barnwell, principal, like, so openly. And right. so I like it. I just like being involved in the school. Well, like you said, we're, you, know, you know, it sounds like you really, really love the place. What does attending Savannah Christian mean to Sydney Harper? Um, it pretty much means everything to me because I, that's the only school I've ever attended. I've gone there since I was like three and I know all the teachers and I know all the students, like everyone has been going there forever. I feel like, and like, I don't know, I'm going to miss it so much because that's like volleyball was literally my life for four years in high school. And I don't know what I'm going to do without coach Jones and all the teachers at Savannah Christian and I just think Savannah Christian, like, made me who I am, kind of, because, like... Yeah, well, you know, that's what schools are there, to mold you into the person you're going to be. Yeah, that's all I've ever known, and so yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do without it, really. Well, I can vouch for it. I've had a young, older, oldest child go there, and he loved it. The, he didn't want to leave it. Tough uh, when it ended, but uh, uh, they prepare you very well. Now, we'll go to this quick. we got two more questions to go. Do you plan on playing sports in college or just being a student? Well, I want to have a mixture of both. 
And so I'm really torn on what I'm going to do right now. But I plan to play volleyball in some way. Whether Anybody contact you? Any colleges looking at you? Maybe? No, I haven't done any of that. I don't even know how to do that. Right. But I, I think Coach Jones could help you if you wanted to do that. True. But right now I'm thinking about playing the club team. So okay. it's like a mixture of both like social life and still volleyball. Hey, a lot of, a lot of uh, kids do that. They finish their high school careers. They play in intramurals club teams. And uh, Well, besides sports, what do you want to do in the future? Well, I want to be a nurse, I think. I just want to help people or a vet. Either one. I love animals and I love people. And I plan to go to Georgia College and State and I plan to, I don't know. Be involved. Be involved somewhere. (laughs) Well, Sydney, you've done a great job being the area volleyball player area region volleyball player of the year being voted on by the other coaches they know who you are you've done a great job and that's why you're this week's weatherington chiropractic clinic athlete of the week for november 9th cindy sydney harper from savannah christian volleyball keep up the great work and uh once again it sounds like you had a great time and uh being a student uh council president means that a lot of people over there look up to you keep up the great job thank you here's your plaque Thank you. <laughs> stay right here so we can wrap this up. We've got to give Dr. Bart his due. Dr. Bart Weatherington is the sponsor of the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete Week, and that's Sydney Harper of Savannah Christian, a senior volleyball player. Remember, your back, back hurts, another body part hurts all the time. It makes you mad. You want to pick something up and throw it across the room if you can. While at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic, you get complete chiropractic care, pain relief to help you move better, have a less painful life, and of course, achieve a healthier life. So visit Dr. Bart Weatherington at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic located at the corner of 70th Avenue and Waters Avenue right here in Savannah, Georgia, and they will help you with all your chiropractic needs. Next up, a little playoff football with a man that knows how the Class A football playoff is going to be broken down into private and public schools. That's the AD of Calvary Day School. Good guy head soccer coach, athletic director, wears a lot of hats over there at Calvary Day School, Chad Griffin. This is all brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. We'll be right back talking more football. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi. I'm glad you could join me on ESPN Radio, Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. I'm here every Saturday for two hours from 9 until 11 talking local sports. And it's the end of the football season, and there's a lot of playoffs uh, uncertainty going on, especially in that Class A division because it's broken up into private and public. And we got three private schools that are somewhere in the top 16 or close to the top 16, and they don't know what's going on. We won't know until Tuesday, and it's sort of kind of confusing if you don't understand the PowerPoint system, but this guy does a great job over at Calvary Day School. He's the athletic director. He's the head soccer coach. He, uh, he's all over the place. He's involved in all the athletics over there, and he's joining us now. He's taking the time out to join us now on the ESPN Radio Savannah AM 1400 104.3 FM hotline is the athletic director at Calvary Day School, Chad Griffin. Good morning, Chad. Hey, good morning, Carl. Hey, it's Saturday morning. Uh, we just finished Friday Night Lights, and once again, I got to say this, like I said on the air earlier. Congratulations on winning the first region outright region title for Savannah Christian since 1996. It was it was great last night. It's so exciting for um, 
you know, our, our players, our, our school community, and especially for, for Coach Stroud um, with the week he's, he's had with the passing of his father. Uh, just a, a great night of, of fellowship and celebration for the Calvary Day School community, so we appreciate that. I mean, you know, it's funny, Chad. We discussed this the other night when I tried, you know, when I was setting up for you to come on. It's just funny how sports can take you away sometimes from life's toughest times. And, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's tough losing a family, especially your father. I mean, uh, he just had to be so into the game that, you know, what, it took his mind off him for two or three hours. But, uh, just the way to rally around the head coach and, you know, the article in the Savannah Morning newspaper telling how the kids that they were going to win this for coach. I mean, just great. Well, that just shows you, uh, one, um, how our, our players and our school community feel about uh, Mark Stroud and, and his family. You know, if you didn't have a, a man guiding your program that people thoroughly believed in and cared for and loved, not just because, you know, he, he coaches football, just because he's a, just a genuine great person and what he does and what he means to these young men because, you know, the, the life lessons you learn in football is great, but just the life lessons you're able to learn from, you know, a great teacher, a great mentor um, is, is just more important. And that's what, you know, I believe Coach Stroud means to our school and our community. He's just such a great man of faith and character. And uh, and he just hammers at home with our, our students, you know, and our football players every day. If you're going to be a great man of character, if you're going to be a young man of integrity, these are things you have to do and, you know, holds them, you know, holds them accountable for it. And uh, that's tough. You know, sometimes Coach uh, Carl as a coach is to be that disciplinarian, but at the end of the day, you know, kids love you for it because, you know, their success later on in life, and it really depends on that. So we're very fortunate to have them. But, yeah, that's just a great, you know, great showing of respect, I think, from our, our student-athletes and our football players, you know, back to him. Well, great night for the Cavaliers, great night for Coach Stroud. I know, you know, a tough loss in my Dolts has brought to him and his family. And uh, now let's take the next step. Uh, we got you on the line here because you know a lot about these PowerPoints. And uh, going into last night, I can't believe it. You guys are seven and two, one of the hottest teams in the state, and you're sitting at number nine. And Savannah Christian is sitting at eighteen, and Country Day twenty-two. Looking in, how is this all going to shape out by next Tuesday? Well, you know, a, a lot of things happened last night on both the, the public and private side. Uh, one, winning the region for, for us puts us, you know, guarantees us no worse than a fifth seed uh, going into the state playoffs. And we could be as high as four, um, you know, when the rankings come out on, on Tuesday because you have five privates out of the eight regions win their region, so they got the automatic seeding with that. Um, you're going to have Eagles Landing, Mount Pisgah, and Aquinas who were undefeated and won their region. So they'll be one, two, three, and that's going to be extremely tight between us and Prince Avenue for that four and five matchups. Um, and on the, the public school side, even though Johnson lost, they probably won't fall in more than, than fourth or fifth because there were only three region champions in, in public. So they'll still get a home contest or two, depending where they are for that four or five. Classen's big win at, at ECI last night. They were sitting at 14th. So they'll, I mean, they'll for sure get in and ECI will be in as well. Christian, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, they're going to be right there on the cusp. They, I think they could get as high as a, you know, as a, as a 14. You know, maybe in the 15. The one great thing that happened last night, Carl, for all of our Region 3A um, East teams is we we swept last night in a crossover. So you know, you look at Calvary, Country Day, Christian, Claxton, 
um, Portal, they, you know, they, they, Genghis County, they all won. And so when everybody on your schedule wins, it tremendously helps your power ranking number. So I think Christian is going to get in at maybe a 14, you know. I mean, I think they're definitely in one way or the other. Uh, Jenkins County won last night? I think they played Glasscock. Okay, so, okay. So our, like our our six in the east has a contract to play play Glasscock because there's 11 teams in our region. Um, and so, you know, with, with our whole side winning and everybody on your schedule wins, you get you accumulate more and more points. Right. Uh, and so that's, you know, that's, that's big. And um, so I think, you know, we might have five, Region 3A wow. teams qualify for state, and that's, I mean, that's almost over half your region. That, that shows you the quality that's down here in South Georgia and quality in our region. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Clean sweep, all six teams, pretty impressive. Now, I want to ask you this quick, and I know I know you're not going to have time. Like, when I'm looking at the ranking, it says here, Calvary Day School, from Region 3A, 7-2, and two, they got 12.20 points. How do they come up with the points? Chad, you, get, you get 10 points for a win each week. So each time you win, you, you can make 10 points. Then you also get a third of your opponent's wins as well. So you, you take, if you beat that team, you get 10 points plus a third. So if you lose, you still get points as well. So that's why it's been important. Even though we dropped, you know, the first two games to Landmark and Bryan County, both those teams finished the season at eight and two. And so right. you get more, you know, as, as the season progresses, as long as the opponents you played and lost to are doing well, you're going right. to continue to gain points, you know, just, you know, for that perspective. So if you go out and you lose somebody and they go three and seven, yeah, that's, that's going to hurt you. But if you lose someone who's very good and continues to have a great season, you know, that'll help you even though you lose. So the principle is now, we, we did this in New York before I left New York. We did it for like eight years before I left because our conference was mixed, mixed of different classification teams, so we did a point system. If you know, you, you, And we start, every team started out with 100. And every time you beat somebody, you got their, you know, so, so say their record was 7-3, uh, and three, so they had a uh, 70, you'd get, you'd get seven points. But if you lost to somebody that was seven and three, you'd only lose three points. So it's basically on the winning percentage and the losing percentage, which is pretty, pretty fair if you ask me. Don't you think so? Yeah, I mean, the thing, we pulled this system out of Louisiana. Louisiana had been doing the system for, you know, almost 15 years or more. And so we were charged by the GHSA to find a system in single A that both public and private had to agree on. It wasn't just something that private came up with or public came up with. It had to be one system that both sides had to agree on. And, you know, we felt this was the fairest point because, one, I think everybody agreed at the end of the day you would get the best 16 teams into the state playoff for public and private. I know sometimes a region will feel, you know, there, there's going to be regions, Carl, that maybe only get one team out of their region or two, and they used to get four. But it is about the, the level of competition and, you know, knowing you're getting the best 16 teams in, uh, I think is very important. It makes, man, it, it, it makes the state playoffs extremely tough because you're not just walking in and maybe playing a random four seed um, out of a weak region. I mean, you got 16 teams on every given night that can win. And a, and a really a testament of that was in public school baseball single A when ECI was like the number one seed and they got knocked off by the number 16. Right. Um, it, it was just shows that you, know, you put the best teams together, it, you never know what can happen.
No, it, it's a great system. Okay, uh, Chad, I know we're up against the clock. I know you and I could do this for hours. Quick, you got one minute to left. Your outlook on the Cavaliers and how far they can go through games 11 through 15. Well, I think they, I think they have the opportunity, um, it, you know, to, to go as far as they, they can. I mean, I know Coach Stroud and his coaching staff will, will take it game by game. Um, you know, we were talking about projections last night, and Coach Staff didn't even want to talk about it. You know, they, we'll, we'll start on Tuesday, you know, getting back to practice. We'll see how the rankings come out, and we'll start preparing for the team. But they're going to stay focused on, on each opponent. Now, as far as our style of play, man, I think, you know, offensively we're, we're very dangerous because we spread – you know, spread things out, and we have multiple uh, multiple kids that can do mean things. And defense, Karate, they've really played great the last eight games. Um, and Johnson County's got a well of a quarterback, and we were able to contain him for just over 100 yards last night to offense when he was gaining, you know, 3350 a night. So it's a testament to our coaching staff and our defense of how they've come around. Um, so this, you know, we got the opportunity to, to go far, but I know our coaching staff will just make it one, you know, week by week for these kids and keep it exciting. Well, Chad, keep up the great work with all the programs over there. Uh, once again, that purple and gold's on a roll, and uh, go Cavaliers! And once again, I appreciate you taking the time on a busy Saturday morning uh, to come on here and tell us about the power ranking systems. Can't wait to see what happens Tuesday, and best of luck, big guy. Anytime, Carl. Uh, love you guys, and thank you what you do for high school athletics. I appreciate it. Chad Griffin, the athletic director of Calvary Day School, hopefully explaining the uh, the PowerPoint system to us. And remember, uh, it, it, he does a great job over there at Cavaliers winning the region for the first time since 1996. But remember, this show cannot p- happen without my sponsors, and that's Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies. You're a coach, parent, local organization. You need uniforms, cleats, sports-specific shoes, basketballs, baseballs. You need trophies to award your employees or your team members or your, your athletic staff. Well, you can find all your... Sporting Goods and Trophy needs at Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies located at 5 Oglethorpe Mall Annex right here behind the Oglethorpe Mall in beautiful, lovely Savannah, Georgia. Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies is a Savannah family-owned business, and they've been in business for over 45 years. So stop by and get some great help from Russell, Rusty, Mike, and Jen at Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies, and they will help you with all your sporting goods and trophy needs and questions. Next up, we'll wrap it up. Won't be a lot of time, but... I got to get PGA Zuko back here really quick. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Call of Massey Sports Report brought to you by Optum Optum Orthopedics. Slow down, coach. Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. And it's all powered by the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. If you didn't catch three and out last time, here's what you missed. David Green joining us. What was it like watching that final drive against Alabama? I just had chills because, I mean, I've almost witnessed probably the greatest drive in Georgia history. I was more nervous watching that drive than I was any snap that I took while I was at Georgia. Three guys, three hours. It's sports with a decidedly southern accent. Don't drop the ball. Catch three and out only here on ESPN Radio. Nestled along the marshes of the Sapelo River in the shade of majestic live oaks, 18 holes of championship golf await. 
With smooth Bermuda greens, 200 acres of marsh views, and breathtaking vistas. A beauty surpassed only by the demands of this challenging course. Where is this combination of raw beauty and championship play? At Coastal Georgia's Sapelo Hammock Golf Club. Yes, Sapelo Hammock. Just 30 minutes from both Savannah and Brunswick offers a fabulous day on the links. Full clubhouse amenities, premier practice facilities, and fine casual dining at Sapelo Hammock's Marsh View Restaurant. There truly is something special about Sapelo. Experience it for yourself. Come for the day or inquire about the rights of membership. Coastal Georgia's Sapelo Hammock Golf Club, 1354 Marshview Drive, Northeast, and Shelman Bluff. There's something special about Sapelo. Book your tee time online at sapelohammockgolfclub.com or call 912-832-4653. Bid by- Sports Report, sponsored by Optimal Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. A song dear and near to my heart, and I can say right now, I've been southernized. When that song means a lot to me, I mean, I'm telling you, you got to know you've been living somewhere and you love where you're living. And I love Savannah, Georgia, and I'm glad that I can be part of the community. And it, it, it's all about having fun, talking about local sports. And uh, this two hours always flies by so quick. I can't believe it's over already. We got about two minutes left. Once again, I got to thank all the guests. That's what drives this show is the guests, the people that take the time out to call in or come in. And I got to thank PJ Zuko for manning the board, talking about high school sports. Mark Sussman, the Memorial Day School Athletic Director. Robert Espinosa, Fleet Feet Sports, who does a great job with all our running races, events here in Savannah, Georgia. And, of course, the kids, Sydney Harper, one of the great student athletes in this area from Savannah Christian. Uh, Stephen Weeks doing a great job keeping them up to date on golf and local sports. And, of course, Chad Griffin, who controls and not controls, but makes sure that everything runs right over Calvary Day School and it is a loving, caring that anybody that I know, if you have a kid, would want to be a coach or be part of this man's life. It's just a great overall. PJ, went too quick. I wish we had more time. Hey, that's all right. We had some great interviews today, and it's been good listening to you guys talk. Uh, just like you said, that that's what powers this show, and it, it's been great today with some good long interviews. So, yeah, we're, we're, on, we're running out of time here, but it, it's been a great day, and a great day in local sports for Savannah. Okay, and uh, you know, I know we'd love to do this, and I, I got to allow more time for this quickly. I know we got about two minutes here. Quick, Georgia Appalachian State, pick. Man, Georgia better win this one. I think they win it big, too, getting Todd Gurley back in playing shape. Uh, I'm going to say 49 to like 7. 49 to 7. Okay, uh, what do we got next? Uh, who am I forgetting here? Um, uh, Georgia Southern. Uh, we, Georgia Southern against, uh, help me out, Western Carolina. Last game in the in the FCS at Paulson Stadium, Georgia has got Georgia Southern has got to pull this one out as well. I think they win maybe by ten points. As Eric Russell used to say, please guys, one more time in the prettiest little stadium in the United States. Savannah State taking on Howard. Uh, I think Howard has this one. Savannah State just having a tough year and I'd love to pick him, but I think Howard's gonna pull this one out. Well, PJ, I know we got the uh, one-minute warning to go here. Uh, once again, Thursday night, you're going to be doing your preview show, right? 
Oh yeah, hopefully I'll be having all the teams, all the coaches that will be making it in the playoffs. I'm going to try and get all of them on my show to preview their games. Hopefully I can. We'll see about that. 6-7 to seven, right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah and Hilton Head. Every Thursday night, we got the first look of high school football for the weekend. Uh, BC's at home. Calvary be home. A lot going on. A lot, a lot of excitement. Congratulations to the Johnson Adams Smashers for representing the public schools, making the playoffs for the two years in a row. Remember, they won a game last year, the first time since 1992 a public school had done this, done that. You're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Board brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400 and 104.3. FM. I'm Carl Damasi. This has all been powered by the Southern Pigskin Radio Network, and you just got to love it, whatever you're doing. Have a great week. Until next weekend, I'll see you. This has been the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. <laughs>